This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's episode two, Larry Richard Unfiltered with... Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland, and looking forward to making this one even better than the last one. The inaugural, guys, 1 to 10, what'd you think? Jim, you're really the podcast expert, so Thank I you. defer to you. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I'd give it a 10. Wow. I got great reviews from friends and family would tell me the truth. If it's bad, they'll tell me. They don't play. They all say it sounds great. That was the word more relative. Sounds great. Sounds great. How's Larry? Is he nice guy? <laughs> Sheila? I would say, okay, a 9.5. What? Okay. Okay. Well, there has to be room for improvement. Uh, like okay? I mean, seriously. I like your style. Otherwise, yeah. we're just one and done. So 9.5. Nice. That's okay. what the Something Italian judges for. say. So the whole <laughs> idea of this from the beginning, from Jim Crendo restrictions, was to, you know, Jim and I get together and then... Highly recommended, Sheila. I'm the token female. Not token. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, that's, no, no, that's, no. Yeah. no. We need. <laughs> I'm here to balance you two out. Female perspective. <laughs> well, person with a, a brilliant, bright, and you know, a real journalist. She is. She's like a real journalist. I know. Look she's, at the way he's looking. Larry's like, like, what? Really? She's yeah, a real she journalist. Is. I know. She's legit. No she's way. legit. Right? How many years did you do television news? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Right. Yes, started when I was ten. So you're so that. recognizable yeah. around Pittsburgh. Everywhere you go, people still have to say, hey, Sheila, I remember that story. What do they say to you when they encounter you? Well, they used to say, wow, you're so much better looking in person, which I (laughs) thought was actually pretty good. Because wouldn't you rather be better looking in person than on television? Yeah, Yeah, I've had the opposite. When I did TV weather and I would be out, people would say, you look so much better on TV. (laughs) Is that all the taller you are? Which was very disappointing, but go ahead. No, no. So now, if people recognize me, mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, you look much younger in person. <laughs> Thank you very much again. Well, that's good. You good. know, at my advanced age, I appreciate that. Yeah, we don't need yeah. we don't need numbers. No, and I'm not giving them to you. See, my grandmother used to. She was like a age freak. She didn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know how old she was. On her tombstone. Yeah. It does not have her. You know how they put on yeah. the tombstone? She didn't put her age. Born. Number, yeah. It she just put says on. born. I love that. That's great. You know, it's, it's weird. Next week is my birthday. I turned 62. What? And it's interesting Ooh. turning 62 in my life because I really am thinking about this. When I was like 22 and I'd be watching like the news, it'd be like uh, 
A man was pulled out of the river today. He was 62 years old. When I was 22, watching, I'd be like, he lived a long life. <laughs> hey, and I hate to How tell you this, How many years does Jim? he have left? You know, it's an old time. In the news no, business, like, when, we, like when we started out, uh, well, when I started out in the 80s, if someone was 63, we called them elderly. I'm so sorry to tell you I'm that. Long, I, still I don't know that we still do that. I still but I mean, el- elderly. Yeah. You know, well, that Almost was back elderly. in the 80s. I do have arthritis <laughs> in my knee. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I think I'm getting old. <laughs> Well, then we have both ages and sex mm-hmm. is covered between the two of you, yes. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So last week we talked about the fact that the combined Rolodexes of the three of us, Ooh. people under a certain age don't know what a Rolodex is, as a matter of fact. It's your contacts. It's your phone, right? <laughs> yes. They're uh, on LinkedIn now. Yeah, we figured, and with the power of our producer, Dick Roberts, we thought collectively we could bring some really interesting guests and go much deeper than you can in traditional radio and television, even that, print. That's why you're unfiltered. That's the idea. Yeah. So, because I think you're a great interviewer, man. So it gives you a chance to like loosen up. Yeah. Well, you have a lot more elbow room, and you can really go deep. And well, I we know got two minutes, three minutes in radio. We got to go in and out. Yeah. It's hurry so up, now wait, get it done, do our thing. And we're honored to have on the show today Gretchen McKay, a food editor, Post Gazette. She was very clear. Mm-hmm. I am not the restaurant critic. I'm the food editor. <laughs> and she's going to drop the F-bomb a lot. So we're going to dig deep onto what <laughs> the rumor means. I, I doubt that. And uh, first up, we're honored to have uh, Eric Heil. Eric, you spent how many years with the Trib? Uh, 23. 23. And now you're with... You're the editor at the uh, Patch in the North Hills. I edit the uh, Patch websites for Pittsburgh. There's 15 local uh, websites focusing on uh, hyper-local news, and uh, uh, it's uh, a lot of fun, and uh, it's great because we focus more on community interaction. It's not just a strict news site. So you like that better than just the who, what, where, when, and why of a news story? This is a little bit more modern approach uh, to it in that, uh, again, focusing on the community engagement. I don't tell you what the news is. Sometimes the community will tell me what the news is. Like, say, Ned in Brookline wakes up and the alligator that he has in his bathtub has gone <laughs> missing again. Yeah, uh, again. So, so he gets on patch, perhaps, and, and he, we uh, invite readers to post not just news tips, but what's going on in the community. And, you know, and so Ned gets on patch and he says, well, Alex is missing. If really? you see him on the streets of Brookline, yeah. can you let me know? And so I'm, I'm reading this in real time on Patch. I'm like, well, this could be interesting. So I, I, email, uh, I, I email Ned, but Ned's busy looking for his alligator. In the meantime, somebody who is waiting at the bus stop sees this alligator yeah. who looks like he's about to go downtown. So she goes on Patch, and she says, well, okay, you know, uh, I think I, I found your alligator. He's, he's here at the bus stop uh, going down." you know, from Brookline to downtown. Right. And Ned goes, well, you know, types back, keep him there, keep him there. I'll be right down. In the yeah, meantime, don't let him get on the pad bus. Right, yeah. right. And, the, hold him down. and the, so, you know, Ned gets yeah. to the bus stop, and I'm following this in real time yeah. again. And, and it, by that point, the alligator has moved on to PETA land. Oh, and nice, nice choice. Though. Very, very, very nice choice. And uh, they find him there. You know, Ned finally gets his, his alligator back, and they're feeding him 
uh, a gyro, which is uh, none of this Euro <laughs> stuff. It's a gyro. This is Pittsburgh. This is Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we, we do the, then I, I'd leap in then and then do the story of how this alligator got out and, uh, and was recovered. And it's all because these people are posting what's going on in real time in their communities. And you, you know, and you're so right because I get on Patch every single morning. It comes into my feed. God bless and you. Yeah, so uh, I see what new stores are coming in Ross Park Mall, and what road closures are coming up, and um, you know, missing alligators, etc. Uh, rabies that might be happening in the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> Were there rabies? <laughs> well, you know, rabies outbreaks going on here. <laughs> What about this <laughs> escape? Is Ned really? Is this real, Ned? Is this alligator real? Uh, Does well, this happen? Uh, using that as a hypothetical. Oh, okay. But, but, we, but we do have happened. a tendency in Pittsburgh for people to lose happened. their alligators. That's happened, what, a half dozen times? I was not. It is. And I could see somebody in Brookline Boulevard going, Dan Tash, the alligator case. Right. <laughs> it's got disease. What about the escape of this? What is it, the... Uh, it's an eagle. It's called uh, Kodiak. It's from the National Aviary. Oh, the Russian eagle. Is it, why, is it Russian? It's I think a, so. It's I read a, it was Russian. I don't know. A stellar eagle. A I don't know what that means. A stellar it's, Russian eagle. On the loose. It's four foot tall and 20 pounds, wow. and it's roving around Pittsburgh. He's on the north no side. Is it? So it's still on the north Last side. Last on the north side, yeah. So if you see a big pigeon, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> a giant pigeon. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that might pop up in your feed. That's cool. Well, yeah, and then people, people see him. And, again, you can see why he's staying on the north side because there's so many – good attractions there i mean like he probably wants to get down to peppy's on western avenue and get one of those big roethlisberger sandwiches before they discontinue I'm in. them i mean oh, yeah. oh, i know exactly oh, what you're saying oh. go to gus and yaya yeah. Go to yaya. yeah get an ice cream get some popcorn ice cream right. yeah ice cream what big bird wouldn't want that yeah <laughs> i want to well, hang out with this alligator and uh, and the missing kodiak, kodiak. yeah how kodiak they, how, how do you the stellar eagle foot eagle well they, here's what how the aviary says the aviary says don't approach it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Don't try to capture him yourself. You Call know. us. As we would want to do. Well, sounds crazy, but I got two relatives that would do that. And how would I, they I, go I, about doing that? I got a couple of cousins. <laughs> go, I'm going to catch that thing. <laughs> I, well, then, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> and these kind of stories, then that generates other interests. So then we had the follow-up of a macaw loose in Stanton Heights. And they got a mm. picture of this macaw in the tree. Do you remember the snake picture over in Frick <laughs> yes. Park? Yeah. A giant snake. I didn't know we had snakes that big in the, the exotic animals. Pennsylvania. <laughs> a macaw. That sounds like something to be in Fox Chapel. There's <laughs> <laughs> a macaw. What is uh, one of your wildest stories you've ever covered in your news experience? Uh, well, I've, I've done the gamut from, you know, presidential visits to missing alligators. Uh, you know, in, in terms of wildness, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Uh, you know, frankly... Uh, you know, kidnappings, arsons, murders, you know, assaults, those type of things, crime, government, politics, transportation. Uh, I'm boring myself, so I must be boring you guys. No, 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 no. Cover it all. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, I'm, yeah. Are you a Pittsburgher? Are you born and raised here? Born and raised in Mount Washington uh, and uh, an East End resident now for about a quarter of a century. What think about it, it's pretty cool, man. You talk about, you know, visiting presidents and stuff like that. Yeah. When you're a kid growing up, 
You don't think of that, right? No, and and it, you know, and then you're on deadline, and you're trying to get past Secret Service agents who are blocking your way to uh, to your office. Where yeah. you know, and we couldn't type on phones then. This was you know, again back in the Paleozoic era. But uh, you know, you, so you you get on there and you get on the computer. Uh, finally, after circumventing right. Secret Service agents, and and that makes for you know, a story to tell many, many years later when you have far less hair than you did back then. You do look suspicious. Uh, you, yeah. Eric, well, we're with uh, <laughs> Eric Heil, who is the editor of The Patch. And Eric, I'll tell you a story. When I was doing the weather, mm-hmm. I got a letter. It looked like, you know, when people got snail mail, when you actually had mail that wasn't an advertisement. And it said something about the White House. And I just thought it was some political stuff. I threw it away. About a week later, I get a call from the White House press office saying, did you receive our invitation? And I, I remembered, I said, I do remember receiving something, but I got to tell you, I didn't realize that it was legitimate. She kind of laughed and she said, well, it's an invitation to come to the White House. This is when Clinton and Gore were in office. And this is before anybody really knew that Al Gore was going to be at the forefront of climate change. Nobody really knew that. Okay. He was the vice president. That's pretty cool that you invited. So, yeah, well, yeah. she says, it's October 1st. Okay. Today is the anniversary. Will you attend? I said, you who's going to be there? Did you? <laughs> I did. Okay. She goes, the president, the vice president, the head of FEMA, about it. Yeah. And I'm like, really? She goes, yes. I could tell she was really starting to get annoyed. Yeah. I said, I'm in. So I, I drove to Washington. This is a great story. Uh, it's 100% I true. I never heard the story. So I get to the White House. You have to go through security <laughs> like we're all used to now. And they mm-hmm. said, oh, we met another Larry Richard. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were about 100 meteorologists, weather people, Al Roker was there from all over the country. Okay. And the whole idea was that Al Gore was going to pitch the Kyoto Climate Summit, right? So we had name tags, and we're in the, in the uh, I don't know, gold room, and they had pastries. This is before Al Roker lost weight. He was oh, pounding them. Yeah. He was pounding them. <laughs> and I'm Prime. standing there, and the guy comes up to me mm-hmm. from Los Angeles, and I look at his... Name tag, it says Dallas Rains. And I'm like, oh, well, perfect. The weatherman. Great my name. sister who lived out in L.A., Great she name. said they treat weather people like superstars out there for some reason. I'm like, mm. there's no weather out there. Yeah, really. So Same weather. He looks at me and he goes, yeah. Larry Richard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I go, <laughs> Dallas Rains, Los Angeles. <laughs> And I love that name, by the way. Oh, it's great. I and I said, change, hey. I want to legally change my name to this. I said, Dallas. I said, yeah. my sister tells me they treat you guys better than movie stars. He goes, yes, I'm afraid it's true. It's like I thought he was good at saying, yeah. no, no. He goes, yeah. He goes, a big deal around here. <laughs> exactly. He said, you know how embarrassing it is when I'm with uh, my movie friends and people are yelling my name. Oh, I know oh. that. And now I'm going, oh, please. <laughs> Just then. Secret Service agent taps yeah. us on the shoulders, and he said, would you two gentlemen start a line at this door? Okay. And I, he's one, I'm two. And then there's the other 98. All right. The door's open. There is every branch of service in full military gear represented, and we were given little cards with our names on them. And then there's the president and the vice president, and they looked like animatronics. It was Unreal that president, here, vice president the, did. This is Bill Clinton. 
and Al Gore. Larry, I and, love you, Larry. That's it. But Larry, there's Dallas Reigns right there. I love you, Dallas. Come on. I'm glad Dallas. you're first. And Al's there. The polar bear is dying right now, Larry. So the what polar happens bear cannot is eat. I, I hand my card. They make the announcement. Larry Richard, KDK Television, Pittsburgh. Next thing you know, I'm shaking hands with Bill Clinton. Pretty He's cool. a pretty tall guy. He looks at my tag and he goes, Pittsburgh. He goes, I was just there a couple of weeks ago. And I said, yeah, I was kind of in all the papers. Yeah, place yeah. Called, yeah. 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 place <laughs> called Cheerleaders. <laughs> I said, oh, really good. Cover I said, Mr. President, you know why women in Pittsburgh have such great legs. They're calves because they have to walk up and down the hills. Mm. No, I didn't say that. Oh, I think he did. I'm, I'm buying but he says to me, he does this all the time. He goes, look, and I turn, and there's a photographer. They snap a picture. Now you're with the vice president. Larry, and polar you chit chat for ten seconds. He says, "Look, you get a picture." So we go on, and they do this whole pitch where Al Gore is giving us the climate the change stuff, dies, and we're like, right? "I said to the, I said to Dallas, mm-hmm. I said." Al Gore wants to be a weather guy. He goes, yes, I know. <laughs> Everyone wants to be a weather guy. Everybody wants yes, to be me. Of course. Of course. So six weeks go by in a manila envelope with this, the return address stamped White House comes this huh. photos, two photos, one with me and Bill Clinton, one with me and Al Gore. And I'm thinking for a kid born in Millville, raised That's in McCannis, cool. mm-hmm. here I am at the White House, like you're saying, Eric. You get these opportunities just in the news, and I take them to the local frame shop. I said, these are worth framing. I would frame it, yeah. They're at the frame shop. Guess what happens? What? The Monica Lewinsky scandal (gasps) scandal breaks. Oh, no. (laughs) My wife says, you're not putting that pig's picture up in our house. Yeah. Larry had it above the fireplace, probably. I'm thinking, what? This is the president. So I thought, okay, all right. So I figure Al Gore is a shoe in because he's going to win the election. And now I'll have a picture with sure. the next president. Yeah. Well, he remember the hanging chads in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lost. I know. I know. So now I, I thought I'm really screwed. Sad. Yeah, really. I got these two great pictures. And then <laughs> Hil- Hillary runs for president. I'm thinking I'm back in because I got a picture <laughs> of the nice first comeback. first man. Right. <laughs> Right, right. I could pitch that. I love that. I and love then she lost. And how'd that work for Twice. you? Twice. This is not, not good. Oh. So wow. I got these great pictures of these powerful. Hang on to those photos. You think? They may come back one day. I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. So I think you're right about Al Gore wants to be a weatherman probably. Oh, yeah. Right? Do you realize Talks Al Gore won an Academy Award, a Grammy, uh, all these other things that everybody in the entertainment business aspires for and he's got them without even trying the oscaps are all because he said we're going to get hit by a big clod yeah oscaps are melting everywhere larry the polar bears die that's kind of how he yeah. talks too I know. and how Not about exciting. the irony that's so great his wife who was he married to al gore the woman tipper that, tipper oh, nice. yeah. tipper tipper. Nice. tipper was against music with bad language she was that means mm-hmm. nothing yes. Would be on the air right now. She listened to Metallica in her quiet time, though. They got she divorced. Listen to my son's and band. Bill Clinton still married, in spite of <laughs> yeah, you're right, oh, right? Yes, isn't yeah. that the bizarre part? <laughs> he weathered the storm. Stranger things have happened. All right, we're so, with oh, Eric you Kyle. Bring those pictures, photos in. So I will. <laughs> I'll bring them in for episode three. Yeah, I want to see them. I'm this is episode aware. two. Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, and our special guest. We'll be back with more with Eric Kyle in just a moment. 
Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Hyland, and our special guest for Episode 2. It is Eric Heil, who is the editor of The Patch. How many different representation who who you oversee how many 15 we have uh, 15 pittsburgh based sites and uh, we don't uh, we, we try to make it easy for people all you have to do is go to patch.com type in uh, your zip code and it'll refer you to the the closest patch uh, to your neighborhood not every neighborhood has one but uh, again there'll, uh, there'll be enough uh local city state news uh, as well in there probably to keep you occupied and you know, in, until those alligators escape. Yeah, when, uh, oh, I was saying that, well, yeah, in a voyeuristic way, it'd, it'd be interesting if it was, because it's live. It's somebody telling you what's going on, and, and it's then all of a sudden you have an alligator story. Or something. And, and you get to know the people yeah. in the community, the, yeah. the regulars who will uh, email you and tell you, you know, if you drop the ball on something. Although, you know, that never happens to the Pittsburgh Patch editions. But, sure. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's and it's great, and it, it and again, it fosters community engagement. It gets people to know people and we tell them about upcoming community events that perhaps they might otherwise uh, not be aware of and uh, and it's just a great way to present the news uh you know here in the 21st century what sparked the patch this hyper local focus well i i think uh, there was a, a trend for a while to concentrate on big picture stories and and uh things of that nature at, at many of the major metropolitan papers. And while there's certainly nothing wrong with that, uh, you know, there was a loss uh, of good community journalism and good community news. And, you know, when it, it, it comes down to it, yeah, sure, you want to learn about political corruption and everything at, at the state and national levels. But more importantly, you know, you want to know when are they going to patch the pothole, patch the pothole at the end of my street. Mm-hmm. You know, when are they going to do that? Or why is that, why is McAllister Road closed? And so we can tell them that. And, you know, that way, you know, they know what's going on in their neighborhoods. And uh, we decided to do that at Patch, and that we've had a lot of success with it. Uh, it's uh, We're a national uh, organization that has... Uh, patch sites all over the country, uh, and uh, again, uh, pretty much news for everyone. Well, hopefully, we can use Patch to find that Russian eagle. Yeah, the stellar Somebody's eagle. Somebody's got to spot it. Somebody has Kodiak. Eagle. Kodiak. How do you hide your four foot eagle on Northside? You cannot hide. It's still on the loose. Yes, he's flying on East Side. You know what? Right One now. of those bird watchers yeah, will find Kodiak. I think so. They're out there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm what, curious what, what, what though. Staying on Northside. In, in all seriousness. Hmm. And by the way, we're going to talk to Gretchen McKay, who is the food editor of the Post-Gazette. And the Post-Gazette, I think of the newspapers and how after 230-some years that there's no longer a daily newspaper. I think that's kind of sad. I mean, that goes back to the beginning and the founding of our country and before elsewhere. It's just such a significant and dynamic shift. And Eric Heil, you lived through that dynamic shift with the trip. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I was one of the first reporters hired for the uh, Pittsburgh edition back in uh, the early 90s. And uh, we were uh, about a half dozen strong there at that point. It was just a bureau, uh, essentially, of the Greensburg uh, papers. And we gradually expanded over the years uh, and, and grew from this small little outfit to uh, winning uh, state awards for being the best paper in Pennsylvania for a couple of years. And uh, 
you know, un unfortunately, there were some monetary issues that have impacted many newspapers across the country, and uh, the, the Pittsburgh edition was a casualty of that. And, uh, you know, a lot of good people lost their jobs over that, and, uh, you know, you still feel sad about that. But, I mean, you know, uh, in the communications industry, as, as you guys are all aware, uh, you can either adapt or you perish and then, you know, um, sell shoes or something. Well, you know, like, <laughs> well, like yeah, Larry, do that. Larry's generation, he knows about paper. I don't need paper. My generation is, I don't even know what paper is. Larry. Until your birthday. Yes, until my birthday. Then hits. that'll change. Then it'll all change. But well, I, I miss papers. The, yeah. I mean, getting up in the morning the and paper? opening yes. it up, just the smell of that newspaper, I opening it up in the morning with a cup of coffee. You know, I the, the, the I laptop just doesn't smell the same. That's what I'm saying. Uh, in, a, in a restroom, I take you, my phone now. It used to be the paper. <laughs> That's TMI. Or Reader's Digest. <laughs> you have, true. yeah, but where do you Very go true. to comprehensively look at the obituaries unless <laughs> you have a paper? <laughs> my great it doesn't paper, feel my the same online. <laughs> what, read that every day, the obituary, a little bit magnified. Do, yeah. do the patch like have obituaries? Uh, we focus primarily on the living. That's a Pittsburgh thing, reading your bits, man. Yeah. That's, you know. No, it, 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 it's national. One of the, the best-read sections of any newspaper uh, in any part of the country is, is obituaries. Really? Yeah. It's it, a big are one. you serious? Yeah. Oh, when Seriously, I'm 63, yeah. that's all I'm going to read Yeah. next year. <laughs> when you're elderly? Yeah, when you're elderly. I'll be all over that obit, man. Oh, I know. Obits are great today. But I still can't it. believe that there isn't a daily newspaper because yeah. it was so much a part of our daily lives Again, since the founding of the country. Yeah. Make me sad, Larry. Gretchen wants to get in on this <laughs> conversation. We're going to be talking to Gretchen McKay at the post. <laughs> She's raising Apparently her hand over she there. has something to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> and uh, she'll be coming up. But I think about this. You talk about change. Eric, you're exactly right. If you don't adapt, you're going to be out. The only constant is change well now we, have, any, we have podcasts we, we you'd be right. filtered forever. i wouldn't even be doing this if we didn't have odyssey which is our company which rebranded just last year from intercom which was a company that started 50 years ago and now the whole push is this new dynamic of online accessibility to content so people still have a demand it's not like the news is going away either and you're right the community base they really need that Local touch. Absolutely. And so it's going to work, I think, for a while. But keep this in mind. Somebody somewhere mm -hmm. made the best wagon wheels in the world. They were perfect. Everybody came to get their wagon wheels. Yeah, no, and you know what? They didn't change. No, they didn't. And a guy came by in a car with the rubber wheels. <laughs> that guy went out. He lost he said, but I, but I make the best wagon wheels in the world. What's going on here? It's the best wagon wheels. Great. I don't need them. I, I got rubber. So, yeah. They still make them in McKee's Rocks. There's somebody. Do they? Great. <laughs> that I wouldn't know. But there are a lot of industries like that. Now I hear, you know, Lordstown, that giant manufacturing General Motors that's on the turnpike when you head into ohio mm -hmm. yes it's huge did you hear the latest what are they turning it into now well they've gone through this retrofit and they made small gm cars and then they were supposed to make trucks there now the chinese may buy it and turn it into a electric car plant apple cars mm. okay i'm serious well I, well I was watching like you ever see the the men that built america that documentary it's real cool if you haven't seen it 
Is this a series? It's, or? it's a documentary, mm-hmm. like a three-part, four-part series about 15 years ago, whatever. So you can get on Netflix or Amazon. And Men Who Built America, I was like, Carnegie was one of them, you know. So a lot of it was Pittsburgh, really. And it was like, you know, but anyway, they had a uh, scene, and they reenact everything, you know, historic. I may be wrong on who this was, but the point is, I think it was J.P. Morgan. He was friends with Thomas Edison. And uh, Edison, light bulb, there's the light bulb, and they have this house fitted with light bulbs and stuff. And Morgan went to his dad to start Edison Electric. You know, which they ended up doing eventually, but he went to his dad and said, "Hey, oh, he funded him." He said, "Let's start this," and he goes, "It's just a fad. This electricity, this, <laughs> light, this light thing, this light thing's a fad." So going back to the Wagyu guy, right? Now, there's a great a movie. Fad. I'm glad you mentioned that because people are familiar with Westinghouse. We used to be Westinghouse Broadcasting, mm-hmm. where at one point, think of this, Jim, being a radio guy. 36 full-time engineers to mm-hmm. operate the original KDK radio. And yeah. they had a big tower out in Saxonburg. But George Westinghouse, who, by the way, back in the day, was one of the first big industrialists who gave his people a six-day work week as opposed to seven days really? and, and eventually five. And he and Thomas Edison battled it out mm-hmm. to see who's alternating current or direct current, AC, DC, and then they stole that for the rock group. That's, but, in the, that's in the Men in Build America, too, the whole thing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, so it's George Westinghouse basically was at war with Thomas Edison. And apparently there's a movie called The Current War, and it's about that battle. And they portray Thomas Edison as kind of a, as we would say in Pittsburgh, a jag oh, off. According to this <laughs> documentary, Larry, same thing. Tesla was like an intern. For Edison. Yes. And he comes to Edison constantly and say, no, I got AC all figured out. And he goes, nah, I tried. It doesn't work. He goes, come on. And he finally got tired of it. And he's just like, Edison, get out of here. you know. So he leaves, and it ends up being huge. And, and uh, Westinghouse saw him at, a, at like some county fair or something like that. He's Tesla. Said, but yeah, he Tesla. hired him, too. And he brought – that's how Westinghouse brings Tesla Nikolai. In. And J, what's it? J.P. Morgan. Okay, he's Edison's guy. Okay, And he said to him, he said, when they had Edison Electric lighting up now New York – he says, are there any competitors out there? He said, no, none. But here, it's Tesla. So they needed, a, they were going for a national contract. Like, there was one, <laughs> one company going to do the America. They were going to decide. Yeah. Choose Tesla. They choose Westinghouse. He's so angry, J.P. Morgan. He goes out and buys all the stock of Westinghouse, everything. He says, I'll crush your company. You give me that contract. Mm-hmm. He gave it to him. According to, according to this documentary, mm-hmm. he gave him the, the contract. said, oh, okay, you could have it. So he goes back to Westinghouse. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, J.P. Morgan goes back to Edison. He says, hey, look. You kind of screwed up. I asked you if there was any competition. You said no, and there was. So I ended up going to do this. Now I own it. I'm starting a new company. I'll give you like 20% stock in it if you want to, want to be in, because you always were there for me. He goes, no, nah, I don't want it. Get out of here. And as he's leaving, Edison goes, what's the name of your company you're starting? He said, General Electric. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tremendous. He was a but at the end of this movie, Current War, okay. Tesla, mm-hmm. who ends up dying eventually as a pauper, basically, penniless. He is looking up at all the wires now that they've strung the electrical wires for the lights and electricity. And they, they started with some communities in New York. Mm-hmm. He looks up and he tells, I think it was Westinghouse, mm-hmm. he goes, I got an idea. And it's like, what's now what? <laughs> he goes, we don't need all these wires. <laughs> and that's how they end the movie. Because now everything we do, you know, Wi-Fi, everything's wireless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they thought he was a total stark-graving mad man to say or suggest, we can do a lot of this without wires. Can you imagine that? 
And then he ended up broke. What's the moral of the story? Get Hit the Powerball. Always, <laughs> always get an agent. And negotiate yes. <laughs> always get an agent. <laughs> Eric Heil. We hear a lot of great things about you, Eric. You've got this quirky sense of humor, they say. Did you ever do stand-up like Jim Crenn? I, I don't have that talent and ability, I don't think. Oh, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I read one. your bio on the patch. You're a pretty funny guy. Oh, well. you, got it. you do. You have a style that's so Pittsburgh because we get you. Yeah, this is, whatever I do, it, it probably wouldn't work anywhere else, which is good because I have a mortgage still. Um, so, yeah. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. So, you know, Eric, I'm dying to ask you what you think about the way news is done now. Remember in journalism school, it was all about neutrality. You know, you tell both sides of the story. You don't give your opinion. That's all out the window now. What, well, what, I, I've what seen that from that? both sides. I was, I was a columnist for uh, about 16 years at the Trib and, and so paid to give my opinion. Uh, which was kind of cool and did that in that, I guess, that, that quirky Yinzer style. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that was in the opinion column. It, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it was on the, the local front, but still it was clearly marked as, as opinion. And now when you turn on the TV, uh, locally you can get objective news. But if you turn on any of the national uh, news channels, your CNNs, your Fox, 90% of that uh, are so-called analysts and experts and uh, they're they're giving giving opinions that aren't often based in fact, and you know uh, facts. At least I'm old, I'm old enough to realize uh, that facts matter in journalism uh, if you're going to do it correctly, and to try and pretend that um, wild opinions and stuff that you get off of Facebook uh, without any type of validation, those things aren't facts. And, uh, and unfortunately, that, you know, one of the things about journalism, if you're doing it correctly, you have to verify facts, which isn't always mm-hmm. fun. And it, sometimes it takes some work and some effort. Uh, but at the, at the end of the day, um, that's what journalism is all about. I mean, everyone has opinions, but opinions aren't facts. Well, thanks for continuing to hold the torch of truth and liberty. And justice and the American way. That's it. Eric <laughs> Heil. Good Let's hear it for Eric. Hash.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, when we come back, we're going to meet another journalist. She's the food editor at the Post-Gazette, not the restaurant critic. Uh, we've got Gretchen McKay with us. This is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. Episode 2 on Odyssey. You're listening to Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. This is episode two, and we want to thank the guys from 23rd and Vine here on East Carson Street, cool, right near the bar. Birmingham Bridge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Coolest wine bar. You got to thank around. Bob Bazzelli, yep. Lou Caputo, mm-hmm. and you got Ray Stiff. Do you know how to say Ray's name? I call him Ray. My buddy. <laughs> This is Pittsburgh. We just do first names Civ- and nicknames. Civic. Right? Yeah, Ray. Ray I just talked to Ray about that. He goes, ah, he's you know, everybody. He's good guy. He goes, it's Eastern European. Nobody yeah. can spell it, let alone so say what it. Is, so. What is the last Ray. name? Yes. I yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not Jimmy. Horse. It's Ray. No, we love Ray because, uh, no, Ray. these guys have been great to us. So <laughs> we thank uh, 
Do you think Ray, Bob, and Lou? Yeah, somebody just came in a delivery. There's some wine. But the backyard is like real. They get this cool backyard, the lights, and the whole. Yeah, yeah it's and near it's the Birmingham like Bridge yeah. on that side of East Carson. So if you get a chance, Twenty Third and Bine, and this is a perfect segue because we have Gretchen McKay, who is the food editor at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. So. Gretchen, you're used to going out and about and cooking at home too, right? That's right. I I cook a lot. I go out a lot. Um, I like to eat and drink. What can I say? I have the dream job. What's your What's your go to dish to cook? Like to you cook? Said, you're gonna bring us over to cook. What would you say? I gotta. <sighs> I'm gonna knock him out with this. this is my I'm dish. pretty good at making um, homemade pasta, so it'd okay. probably be a no. pasta Ooh, dish. Okay. You're I making the right pasta over. too oh, from yeah, scratch. Oh really? Yeah. What's oh, in sure. that? Wow. Flour, water, sometimes egg. Depends. But in my job, um, I cook a lot. And mm. so I, it's funny because I almost never cook the same thing twice. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have I have tested probably over a thousand recipes over the course of my career for the Post-Gazette. And, so that's your, and you say you're not a food critic. However, it kind of sounds like you are. Sort of. Well, I, I, you know, she's I, a food I, editor, okay. but I'm not a, a restaurant critic. I'm not. I, no. But I have definite opinions when I go out. So. Right. Oh, ooh, we want to hear about some of yeah. those. Well, let's ask, first of all, how long have you been at the Post-Gazette now? Okay, now I'm going to be revealing my age, like Sheila. <laughs> she didn't Although give I think a number. I'm probably older. You, I, you, can, you can lie a little bit. <laughs> You're a kid next to me. Uh, yeah, okay, I've been there, oh, God. Gosh, 20... Rah, 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 rah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Strike that last question. <laughs> I've been there a long time. I'm one of the, I guess I'm one of the old timers. And, um, and now I finally look like one because during the pandemic, I stopped dyeing my hair. And look at my hair. It's no, it's beautiful. Fabulous. It's, it's, it's natural. Gorgeous. No, no, people... It's, no, it's, yeah, they're, people would kill really, for that. You know what it's like? They it's like dyed their hair to get to that color. It's, it's white. That's crazy. It's like it the right? snow it's on a fresh cool. fallen morning in Aspen. Aspen. Oh, it's oh, white, which is beautiful. good. Yes. It's a high fashion yes. look. No, I know that. And by the way, I should have told Eric Heil from the patch, too. You know, all we've seen of you guys over the years is little tiny, little like a photo little from elementary pictures. school. Yeah, little baby photos, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're like the worst pictures. So. So. <laughs> and they usually don't change them either. No. Well, well, although yours, yours when I got changed. my job, yes. I became the food editor just, um, just this spring. And, and my picture was many years old, and I had long... Um, beautifully dyed brown hair. So, <laughs> so you know, you own it. You you I look great. It, you own it. You got you know, it. I'm at the age now where I just don't give up. I'm not going to say the word. Fennel. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fennel. There you go. All right. <laughs> I just don't. I want to. This is a it's very a personal question, I really and I, I hope you won't be offended. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're Uh-oh. we're supposed to be a little unfiltered. Uh-oh. The Here big 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 story about Dollar Tree raising their prices. <gasps> oh my God! I'm so upset. Did you say this? Yes. I'm hurt too. Now, one of the things that I like jumped. Dollar Tree. I, this is. Is it Dollar Tree? Yeah. yeah Dollar Tree. So there are a bunch of There's Dollar a dollar. General. Dollar Everything's general, a buck. It's not. Not dollar five dollar below. Tree. I got, that, yeah. But this yeah. is. So they're raising prices, Jim. Yeah. So you know when you would go in for a price check? Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I'd ask. I just go. But a dollar just to mess with, just to mess with the manager. I would say, "How much is this dollar? It's, it's, How much is this dollar? What's it? Dollar two for dollar. Sometimes yes. Sometimes yes. And and I love that place. I feel so well. I walk in with twenty. I'm like I big time. It. I know. Jim walks in. Yeah. Throwing dollars. 
Now that he's single, let's be honest, he mm-hmm. walks in with ones hanging out yes, of his I pockets. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. He wants people to <laughs> see. He makes roller. it rain. It's all right. earn this? I did. I walk in and say, give me that whole second shelf right there. I got $30 on me. I want toothbrush covers. Here's, here's the thing that jumped off the page to me in this story. All right. They're raising prices in part because of their meats. They have dollar meats. I almost really? wrote about that one time. You should. Well, now they're dollar That's meats. my you question. I didn't know they had that. <laughs> my question Wait, to dollar, you is dollar, unfiltered. Have nice. you ever purchased dollar meats you from know, Dollar Tree for any recipe you've ever no, made? No, I did actually once buy a, one of their dollar steaks, but I don't think I ever cooked it because it was an immediate, you know, regret. They have dollar steaks? I'm yeah, all over they that. they do. Where, where oh, do they come wait. from? I, I don't know. You don't ask. Are they from China? <laughs> They're never from something. You never ask. You yeah. never ask. I guess, it's, I guess it sells, but I mean, I don't know. I guess mm. if I said, hey, I'm, I'm inviting you guys over to my house. I'm going to make you steaks. Got them at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> You guys go, wow, Jimmy, you're going all out for us. Can you imagine? You. Can you? That's you, hilarious. I got a soda pop. Jim, all for here's dollars. a whole new bit for yes. your stand-up. $10. Just marinate it. No one will know. See, that's yeah. why you have knowledge of how to make it, bring it to the next level. Oh, the Dollar uh, Tree is the only place I can find lemonade licorice from Switzer's. Really? So, See, yeah. so there out. are things. I'm a big Dollar Tree fan, by the way. What do you oh. go there for? And milk does. All this, all this candy and stuff, all the healthy food that I eat. Mm-hmm. Now that I found there's meat, I'll go there, too. <laughs> Dollar never, Tree meat, for the meat there. as I cooked by it. Gretchen McKay. <laughs> but you can marinate it. Food editor at the Post-Gazette. <laughs> now we're going to expect you're going to have to write about it. You know, you I should. had pitched a story a while ago, and I've just never gotten around to doing it. We'll on, pitch it with you. Yeah, okay, on just cooking from the Dollar Tree. You should do that. Do oh, it. Let's yeah. do a Dollar now, Tree now's meal. Now's perfect time to do it. We could do a podcast. Yeah, with we'll go in there with 50 food. bucks. I could feed oh, you for a week. We're going big Easy. Time. Full disclosure. Feed the block for a week with 50 bucks. Have you ever walked into that. one of those places just to kill some time while you were in a plaza, maybe waiting for something else, and you go, <laughs> I'm not really going to buy anything in here. And then next thing you know, you're oh walking God. out with a bag full. Always. You can't you help can't, it. You can't walk in there without walking out with something. Well, if yes. you use a credit card, you've got to spend worth. at least $10, too. So you got to get at least 10 things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good deal, actually. Gretchen is going to maybe do something yeah, okay. by spending 50 bucks. There you go. Dollar Tree. <laughs> yes, right. to make us a meal for the entire block here in Carson Street. Oh, I know what it is. Yes. All right, so here's what I thought about when it comes to the Dollar Tree. Hmm. Yeah. There's a story periodically about someone that held one up. And I'm thinking, if you're going to risk yeah. going to jail for armed robbery, why would you pick the place where you only know there are ones? You're not even trying if you're a thief at that point. <laughs> right? You're like a bad thief. Those are busy places, though. You've got its gut oh. check time if you're thinking. Hey, listen. And you know what? Maybe you want small bills because they're not marked. <laughs> well, <laughs> or, oh, yeah. Gretchen. Oh, Gretchen. Yeah, Gretchen. You're an evil mastermind <laughs> criminal. We didn't know this till now. That's genius. Now we know not what marked. she's dreaming yeah. of That's why. You while know. she's cooking. I just brought you on to talk about Fives food. and tens. Little did Fives we know. That's a, but still, I still right. you have where to try harder you, than Where are you born? Uh, I was born in Pittsburgh. I'm a Pittsburgh girl. But... I like to tell people I moved away. Oh, where'd yes. you go? But I boomeranged back. Um, when I went to, after college, I got married. We lived in Miami. Then I lived in Hong Kong. Hong Kong? Oh, really? Hong Kong. I've lived oh, in wow. D.C. a couple times. I've lived in New York City. 
And then in a typical fashion, I, I came back to Pittsburgh, and I live right around the corner from the house that I grew up in. That's cool. Um, what what part circle. of town? I live in Ben Avon. Okay, so. that's, a, that's a beautiful place. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was great because I, I have five kids, so they grew up with their grandparents, and uh, yeah, it was, but you know, it's, I always like to point, I did leave. You know, but you uh, came so back. You explored. <laughs> you explored, but everybody comes back. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So what do you think about Pittsburgh food and restaurants compared to all those other places that you live to come? You know, let's um, face it, Hong it's Kong, great DC, now. New York, uh, DC. Well, I'm sorry, I'm DC is great for oh, food. Yeah, yeah. Food, it, yeah. You uh, know, there's oh, just really? so okay. much to do in DC. Do they have Dollar Tree meat there? I don't know. Dollar Tree meat. <laughs> Nothing's a dollar in D.C. True. Um, there's just an energy, I think, in D.C. because there's so many young people. But, um, no, it, it's funny because I, I just go out today and you go to a brewery or wherever and there's kids and all these young people, you know, with their beards Kids are stuff. often at breweries. I know, but when I yeah. had kids, there was nowhere <laughs> to take kids. I mean, nowhere. You Chuck guys, E. Cheese. Well, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, but it's like yeah, they have great pizza. so many more. Oh, they do have they do have good pizza. Of course, yeah. I haven't been Pictures of beer. Years. That's always a good idea. That's, but, that's for the dads. But yeah. people are so lucky today. There's so much more to do in Pittsburgh. Like, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, there was, what, a handful of, you know, fine dining and Eaton Park. And that's it's true, right? We have it. great restaurants. I thought Eaton Park yeah. was great fine chefs. dining. Well, we, no, wait. Legit, <laughs> in, the, in the last decade, it's Pittsburgh's really, become like a foodie destination. <laughs> Didn't we get like a, a Zagat or some award or something like that a few years Zagat. back? Zagat, or whatever. Oh, we're, we're like some we, big I mean, we have had we've had chefs who have gotten John, um, James Beard awards and who is um, James Beard? I hear this. Hey, they got the I James just got Beard his award. Autobiography. Who the hell's James Beard? He's from my hometown. He's from my hometown. State, Oregon, right? Is he? From, I, I, really? I should know this, but I have his. I, but I, he's I will very not famous. Swear my chef. life on that, but I thought he was from the Pacific Northwest. But it's just there are a lot of really great restaurants today. Um, all the cuisine, you know, every cuisine you can think of. There's so many places for I mean, cocktails for for beer. I mean, the brewery list just keeps going and going. Is it because? I, and I read this too that like in New York and all these Washington D.C. where the, uh, the chefs, these secondary chefs, the sous chef, the assistant, mm-hmm. whatever. You're looking at cities, Pittsburgh. Our real estate's amazing. You could start a restaurant here pretty, fairly fast and quick if you're, yep. you know, you could be a great chef. And I think some of those restaurants are from that. Although I would argue Pittsburgh's getting kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, down Lawrenceville is now. I well, yeah, I grew up. We're back to <laughs> Dollar Tree this. raising <laughs> the prices. Do I sound, I sound old? No. <laughs> I told you, you're a kid next to me. I don't know. I look at what some of these people are paying for rents, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding me? You're in Pittsburgh." My mom I still can relate to that. My mom still doesn't believe that the places in East Liberty are half a million dollars. She goes, goes, "You're kidding me." I go, "No, I'm serious." Well, how about the strip district? You're native town. Yes, where I grew up. There's, I grew up in an alley. I I can't imagine what that alley costs now. Yeah, Yeah. to see that happen, which is great. I think it's fantastic. I I guess, but if you're young, where do you go? There's nowhere to go. If you had to pick one Butler, restaurant, huh? I knew you, Butler, ask me you this. knew we were going to ask you this. I know I you're know. not the restaurant critic, but we rely on you as a I, native I, tongue. I, I, I'm, I don't know. You talk okay. about Dollar Tree meat. What about, what about? I go cheap eats. I'm not a fine dining kind but of have person. Have you tried Pusidi's Garden? 
Not since it's, it's, it's been I've never heard of this. What's it called again? It's Lawrenceville, okay. Pusity's Garden. See, expensive, but great oh my restaurants. Gosh, wait, or is it? Sounds no, biblical. It's not. You don't no, have to live there. No, it's Liberty or Lawrenceville? No, okay, it's in but, Lawrenceville. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Just the, the ambiance Pusity's Garden? Pusity's Garden. Pusity. It's amazing. It's I'm glad you said it because I wasn't sure how to Pusity. say it. Yeah. Pusity's. Pusity's. Be careful how you say that. I'll tell you where I do go a lot is I go to the Lincoln Avenue Brewery in Bellevue because it's, uh, it's local to me. I feel um, comfortable a kinship sitting at the bar by myself and drinking a beer. Okay. Well, you know what? Bellevue, it hasn't been that uh-huh. long since they got a liquor I license like, for I the know. town. I mean, they that was a dry town forever. Oh, and now Evia Greek is there, which is fabulous, and hmm. uh, Revival on Lincoln, which is fine dining, which is Excellent. They're getting an Indian restaurant, I hear. There's a Thai restaurant. So there's a lot of This is Bellevue. Options. I know. Yeah. Seriously. And, and they are and becoming, because That's of its cool. proximity, it's what, 10 minutes from downtown? It's mm-hmm. on the way to the airport. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's getting that vibe like Lawrenceville well, let's hope. took off. Let's and, hope, because I tell you, we're sort of in the North Hills getting the shaft with, there's not a whole lot. I think. You know, along the McKnight Road if you corridor. Don't, if you don't want to drink and drive, yeah, it's hard. There's, there's, why, why isn't there much fine dining along McKnight Road? Um, and, McKnight Road. I mean, but I mean, there's so many people that drive back and forth every day. And the I don't know. up there. I don't know. I can't tell you. Fine well, dining. What, we, what constitutes <laughs> fine dining? Well, for me, it's, well, I mean... Traditionally, it's a white tablecloth where it's it's, okay. it's upscale dining. But for me, real utensils, real, real utensils, yeah, real work, <laughs> the whole deal. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> for me, it's just all about price. I don't like to. I, I'm a pretty good cook, so for me to go out, it has to be something I can't cook at home. Um, I don't like to spend a lot of money out. I shouldn't but, even be saying. But, that. but you I, know what? Though, the reality though is, it is changing. I think anyway. If you go out to like cranberry or whatever every i live in south side mm-hmm. live three blocks down the street here every almost every restaurant here is in there is, is in an area in the cranberry marsh it's almost like they took the south side and brought it there mm-hmm. you have dive bar a great, mm-hmm. great place all these cool bars yeah. and, and soon 23rd mile right there but i'm just saying it is getting there to where your fine dining starting to come to different areas you know you'll, i'm sorry what's it pusada's garden or whatever his Pusides. name is Pusides. yeah that Pusides. guy he's got a chain that, Great name, but uh, wait till you see it. That garden, where, where is that, that garden? garden? See, it's it'll in be Lawrenceville. In Lawrenceville, yeah, Pusity's Garden. They closed it for a couple mm-hmm. of years to do millions of dollars worth of renovations. Oh, okay. you walk inside, you would not. I can't believe wait you're to try this. Is this you the place like that used to be a funeral home? It's a garden. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> that no, I don't. Know. I always believe. I, I can't <laughs> no, no, that. that. Lady Larry says. Does anyone know the name of the restaurant that used to be a funeral home in Lawrenceville? Literally, really. What is it, Eric Heil? Oh, the, the Abbey. Abbey. Yeah. I do oh, I like the that Abbey. Church. Oh, the Abbey. Abbey's wonderful. And they have a really yes. good brunch. Yeah, they have a really see, good brunch. And I'm all about ambiance, too. Yeah. The food can be okay, yeah. but if the ambiance is there, I'm all in. Yeah. Well, they I, said, I yeah, the I don't know. It's, it's, it's got a weird vibe, but the, it was cool. But I felt weird when they laid out the menu. Uh, you're, well, I, I know that uh, feeling. You're reaching for uh, you're uh, waiting for that joke for ten minutes. Then you got a whole life. When you just kept fighting for that joke. You're, you're trying to set that up, set that up, set that up. Well, Larry, revival yep. in revival in Bellevue also was in a funeral home. Really? So. That's a Pittsburgh thing, I think. Yeah, it was a funeral home for Basie years and years, funeral. and then abandoned, and it's it's pretty mm. terrific. An so. abandoned funeral home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, who wants to buy a funeral home? <laughs> well, they're nice. Most of them they really are nice. nice. They're beautiful I mean, they, homes. I think they'd be great well, places here's, to live. Yeah. Here's a twist. Quiet. Okay. Quiet. Yeah. Right off the Wexford weird. exit, yeah. there's a place that used to be called the Stone Mansion. 
It was a fine dining restaurant. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Don Mervis was right. the general manager. And before that, it was called the Griffin. And it was built in pieces of when they raised the homes or where the Cathedral of Learning is. Uh-huh. They took rooms from those mansions uh-huh. and some of the homes. And they the sheriff back then in the mm-hmm. 30s filled this barn with all this stuff. Then he built this uh-huh. house for himself. It's one of the coolest places ever. They turned it into a restaurant. Okay. So it went from the Griffin to the Stone Mansion to now it's Shell House Funeral Home. Oh, So okay. it's oh, wait, reverse. It no. went back. It went back. Oh, my God. Do they serve food there still? <laughs> uh, you could do the, do the, you could do the laid out joke right now. Food. Finger foods. Finger foods. <laughs> so, all right, what's the number one go-to fine dining restaurant in Pittsburgh? Gretchen McKay. I'm answering that Why? i don't come on I, you where do i like to go <laughs> besides it's home. you your person where where you, you know if you i have... had my if i could go anywhere mm-hmm. for like a meal for mm-hmm. a meal i wouldn't go fine dining i would go tacos or burgers or, or funeral home indian food or something casual are there more chinese restaurants <laughs> in pittsburgh than in hong kong no. <laughs> you lived in Hong Kong. You would but they don't call them Chinese restaurants there. That's true. Huh? You speak Mandarin? No. I, you know, when I lived in, in Hong Kong, I spoke Cantonese, but only enough mm. to get I'm around. I'm a Mandarin guy. In the, uh, the market. Is that real Mandarin you do? Yeah, yeah. Now? Shesheni is thank You're you. You're making that up. No. What is Shesheni? Ask Gretchen. She Who's knows. doing Italian last time? I know. Now you switched to Chinese. Asian. He's Asian. Now. It's, it's Next right. week, we'll speak That's the nice. entire <laughs> podcast episode three in Russian. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> but meanwhile. Wait, wait, what is it? Yet. She, she, what? She, she, ni. She, she, and if she, you're what? short, like, she, she. Okay, what's Like, she, she, ni. That's thank you. Thank or she, she is short, like. Thanks. I'm using that next time I go to okay. Nihau. Bokachi Nihau Ma Taichian. I recognize that. What's Nihau. that? Nihau. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. We're out of time. Oh, you just called me a jag off in Chinese, No, right? I wouldn't. <laughs> Gretchen McKay, yeah. food editor, postgazette.com. Read all about it. Thanks for coming out to 23rd and Bine <laughs> on East Carson Street. Fine wine. Mm-hmm. Not it so much the like dining. It, I've never been here, and it looks like I would like to come here and, and drink some. Uh, well, stick it, around. It, it's we'll a, give a cool you a space. <laughs> You'll love it. And uh, thanks for coming out. You're welcome. And thanks being part me. of episode two, we want to thank our producer, Dick Roberts, and your guy, Jim. The best, man. He's the best. Best tech guy in the world producer. <laughs> and Bob, <laughs> Ray, Sefic. I, I do all that first name. Sefic. Either nickname or first name. That's Pittsburgh. Bob Bazzelli, Lou Caputo, the proprietors of 23rd and Vine, for letting us do this. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Pretty cool spot. I didn't get to tell my White House story. Go ahead. Oh, please. We got another yes. minute. It's a podcast. Oh, we can go. Go for well, it. I just got to go there when. Gotta, uh, you got to drop that. When the Obamas were in as, okay. as a food reporter and Ooh, uh, when nice. she was doing her garden. And um, I actually saw Obama take off in his helicopter from the pad in front of. That's pretty cool. I know. It's exciting, right? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, excuse me one <laughs> thing. You can see that. That's our helicopter. Uh, your helicopter. <laughs> no, all of ours. <laughs> That's, That's really cool. Our helicopter. So did you get the meat? No. I know, but I but got to, to look helicopter. at him. I, I like to see that. Him. I see the helicopter. Going. I have so many stories I could tell you. Well, come back next time. I'll tell you about my fans in prison. 
Oh, oh you have what? prison following. Yes, I do. Is this well, a Martha? Is, is this, this, why didn't you not tell what? us this opening? Is this a Martha this is, oh, Stewart wow. story? You, you, you <laughs> no, it's a prison you fan. I mean, prisoners. You can't save the best no. for last. You've got to start out with that. No, well, you see, date. I used to be on KDKA to, to do news spots, and um, I got a lot of fans from that, and some of them. Their Here. letters came with, you know, the, the thing on the outside. You've got to come back person, on. person, inmate can, number, whatever. Bring some letters for next time. <laughs> They're people, too. I got some scary letters. they got to eat. Oh. Yeah, you know. Well, these prison letters. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll have you come back someday. Okay. You should have told us about that from the get-go. We just started with. You know what? It's hard to get a word in edgewise among this group. It is. Prison Stories with Gretchen McKay. That's right. <laughs> Soon to be cool. a podcast of her own. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, we thank you so I much. I love my fans. Well, we appreciate you coming out. Oh, thanks, Larry, for asking me and Sheila and Jimmy Crown. Wow. Thank <laughs> thanks, Gretchen. Odyssey. Thank appreciate it. It's a free app. You can download it, and it's a great resource for a lot of cool stuff, and we hope you'll check out this and the next episode of Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, and appreciate you being here. Thanks. We'll keep an ear out for you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.